I'm Michael Philly. I'm Chuck Perryman. And this is the Stage Free Podcast. We're here for episode two featuring concert 1.2, which is Bitches and Boys, that'll take place on June 22nd up in Tacoma Park. Uh, we're joined today by Catherine Philly, uh, Matthew Sampson, and Michael Oberhauser. Uh, Michael and Matthew are two of the composers we have on the program, and Catherine is the mezzo that we are featuring along with pianist Thomas Hunter. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Hey, Matthew. Hey. Hey, Michael. Hello. <laughs> it's great that we found a way to add another mic into this situation. All right, that, that's three Michaels in two episodes. Yeah, that's really great. <laughs> so, Catherine, can you tell us a little bit about the concert coming up? When we were discussing what we wanted this concert to look like, we really talked about two main things. So the first being what we wanted the event to feel like. I really wanted it to feel like it was a party, not that you had to come and sit down in a chair, be quiet, and listen to me sing for an hour. I wanted it to be more interactive and to be something that someone who normally doesn't go to classical music concerts might really enjoy, might be really excited about. So one way we're achieving that is there are three very different sections in the recital, the witch, the bitch, and the boy. And in between each of those sections, we're having a big intermission where you can get up, have a glass of wine, mm -hmm. have two glasses of wine. The more wine you have, the better I will sound. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why it's witches, bitches, and boys? Sure. So then that's more on the second thing we discussed, which was the repertoire, which mm -hmm. is the actual songs we wanted to pick. I wanted to pair kind of the most well-known song for each of those stereotypes that mezzo-sopranos get put into, and then follow that up with more modern music, more contemporary songs that people might not know. So it's not just necessarily an aria's greatest hits from opera concert. If you don't know opera, that's okay. Most people will only know the first song in each one of the sections. So we'll have some classic rep, and then we also have newly composed rep. The recital itself is pretty 20th century heavy, uh, but we do have two composers in the room with us here whose operas are on this concert. Uh, the first one, let's talk to Matthew Sampson. His aria comes in the boy part of the program. Uh, can you tell us about the character in your opera? The piece is called Isle of Gold. It's a concept opera about the story of Atlantis. It's for Baroque uh, instruments, but also I thought, what if I wrote for Baroque voices as well? So the main character is a castrato. And where are you going to find a castrato? So that's the thing. You can't. The, the concept is that the ideal performance is one that you can't do today. So you need to treat it like you would treat any other Baroque piece. And that includes making the vocal substitutions that you would make for any other Baroque piece. So I love the, that idea. The, yeah, that's great. The castrato roles, thank you. The castrato roles would be sopranos and the countertenor roles um, are done by mezzos. And that's what, that's what we're doing with this one. So the aria is the sort of advisor to the main character warning him that Atlantis is facing this impending destruction because they've they've been evil and, and they've angered the gods and, and the advisor has a vision of, of the impending destruction and he warns the main character that you need to leave now, the island, the island is gonna go. And he's a countertenor and I actually wrote it for my voice and it turns out that it's it's a perfect range for Cat Philly. So awesome. um, yeah. 
So yeah, that's a little bit. Catherine, how does that make you feel? (laughs) I love it. I love singing new music, especially when the composers are contemporary. I mean, the music is alive. These composers are still alive. They're going to be at this recital, and they'll be there to talk about the piece before I even sing it. No pressure on me. (laughs) Uh, I'll also be singing Mozart, but he won't be at the recital. But it's really cool to have the composers there and give you their input about the piece they wrote. Matthew, this piece was just finished in April? Yeah, uh, it was finished April 27th. This is the first that anyone will hear any of it. At some point, I would love to put together a full production or even a full concert performance of it. But for now, um, we we get to hear just, just the small portion sung by Catherine Philly, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, Catherine, you spoke about the importance of having live composers in the recital, uh, and yet you wanted to perform a lot of this music that was written in the past by composers who are not living because they fell into a particular stereotype, a witch, a bitch, or a boy. Why is it that mezzo-singers, mezzo-sopranos, have been stereotypecast into these roles? I think it's probably because it's a lower, slightly lower than a soprano voice, so a little richer of a sound than some soprano voices, and that lent itself to being a powerful witch or for being kind of a nastier person or even, as Matt discussed, the pants rolls, which is a boy in opera. Pants rolls come from the tradition often of castrato or countertenors. And today, because that's illegal, um, (laughs) (laughs) they have women sing these roles. So I have sung with a mustache on, and I've also sung with a sword and wings as a witch. So there's not a whole lot of in-between I've done. These three stereotypes are the three stereotypes I've performed a lot, and I think they are the most fun. So that's the boy portion of the program. Let's move on to the bitch portion of the program. Uh, We're doing one of the most famous, I should say you're doing one of the most famous arias I think ever written for a mezzo, uh, the habanera from Carmen. Yes, she's definitely the token B word of opera. Though (laughs) as someone who performs her, I don't even like thinking of her as that way. I think she was a feminist in her own time. But it is a really recognizable tune. Everyone from our generation heard the habanera on Sesame Street with the orange singing it very loudly in a deep operatic voice being like So we're starting we're starting off that section of the program with that really familiar tune and then we're going on to two newer pieces. One that's a nasty secretary who is talking to the audience for the first time. And then the other piece is someone's mom, who they would definitely, in that opera, use the B word to describe her. A mean mom. A mean mom. Mean mom. <laughs> and that is uh, from 3 December's uh, Jake Heggie, who's a living composer. He's getting a lot of opera performed recently. And then we're moving on to the witch part of the program. Uh, we have Cavalli, which is the oldest composer on the program. Uh, and then we have Oberhauser, which is the second youngest on the program. (laughs) Thanks for being here, Michael. Of course. Glad to be here. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your opera and the character in uh, that Catherine will be singing from your opera? Sure. This aria is from my opera, A Fire in Water, which is a retelling of the Achilles myth and historical sort of nonfiction about 
uh, Alexander the Great. But though the stories are kind of about them, the main characters are really their mothers. So um, the mezzo role is Achilles' mother, Thetis, uh, demigod and water nymph. And uh, the soprano lead is uh, Alexander the Great's um, sort of protector throughout his life, the goddess Artemis. This comes right at the beginning of the opera. We have basically all of the women speaking directly to the audience and telling them basically their MO for the opera. And in, in this case, Thetis is singing about how she did all she could to protect her son Achilles from all harm throughout his life. But then she retreats from his life and goes back to the sea and has to watch him and hope that the magic she cast on him um, s protects him throughout his life. It's a really cool aria. I'm excited <laughs> to cool. sing it. Yeah. <laughs> Something exciting about our concerts is that we do have our composers in the room uh, with us many times. Um, and as Kat said earlier, it's fun in the middle, in between the sections, we'll have longer breaks. We'll be able to sit down and speak with the fellow audience members and also with the composers. And you can tell the composers what you liked about their pieces and what you didn't like about their pieces. And I would encourage you as a composer myself to be completely honest. How do you guys respond to conversations like that? Well, I've never had anybody tell me what they didn't like, so... And that's the problem, really? isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not to my face. Um, but, no, it's, it's really nice uh, to, to hear the things that people are taking away from your music, because it's usually not the stuff that you're thinking about. You, you have a certain conception of your piece, and you think, like, this is the stuff that's important, and this is what I, how, how I want you to hear it. And then... And then you give it to an audience, um, and they come back with entirely different things. And and sometimes they'll they'll say, "Oh, I love that little Spanish lick you had in the in the middle section." And you're like, "What Spanish lick?" I, or 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 just anything really though. They'll they'll just come at it from a completely different angle. And sometimes it's something you've never thought about, but it's it's there. And um, so I, I I really enjoy it a lot. Yeah, for me, uh, I think another layer for that is another another reason that I really like to compose opera, because then you have a whole lot of other people's opinions about your piece that shape what the performance of the piece ends up looking like. You have the singer's interpretation, you have the director's interpretation, everything that all of the designers do adds information to what you've written that you couldn't have thought of all of that. So that sort of is another step of, you know, getting input from all sides on this sort of thing. Great. Well, we're really excited for this concert. This is concert 1.2, which is Bitches and Boys. It'll take place Friday, June 22nd. The doors will open at 7 o'clock, and the uh, music will start at about 7.30. It'll take place at the John Kendall Recital Hall at Potter Violins in Tacoma Park. There's plenty of parking available uh, in the lot. And, uh, and there's overflow parking available on the street. I'm Mike Philly. I'm Chuck Perryman. This podcast was produced by April Angeletta, and we're here with Catherine Philly, Matthew Sampson, and Michael Oberhauser, and we hope to see you at the performance.